excuse me while I whip this out. You are listening to the man that's a hero to people with small dicks everywhere. Steve Grillo, Aftershock. Uh, that's completely true. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Aftershock with Steve Grillo. Uh, it's... Uh, it's a Friday, but you probably won't be hearing this until Monday. I am always happy to be here, and it's amazing to have this opportunity to do what I'm doing, and I'm very happy. I want to first off say uh, it's a glorious day, and we have some people I want to thank, and I'm going to tell you uh, stuff right now, so you have to listen to the end of the show to find out. Warsteiner is going to be doing a giveaway uh, I think they got some backpacks and stuff like that. And Warsteiner is my first and uh, most precious sponsor. Here's me opening a Warsteiner beer, the Pilsner that changed me from vodka to beer again. Warsteiner beer is amazing. You want it? Their their alcohol content is way above everybody else's, and. They actually have a beer that's enjoyable. It doesn't taste like those fucking crappy IPAs that are out there. They're all over the place. And uh, Rorsteiner is my best friend because they love me. And we're going to talk about Bright Shot. Uh, Roy McDonald's supposed to be here right now. Uh, he's running late. But Roy, Steiner, Roy McDonald is the owner and inventor of Bright Shot. It is an LED light for TV and film that is absolutely amazing. Okay, you're crazy. If you're doing a TV shoot or a film or any type of anything to do with the entertainment business, uh, Bright Shot can go any color, any color temperature. It's only 3.8 amps and it has no heat. I was a standard on The Sopranos. I hated the heat from the lights. When I saw Bright Shot, I knew it was a game changer. And that's when I got on board. Brightshot.com. You want to do a TV shoot or anything that has to do, you need stage lighting, you have to go to brightshot.com. Brightshot's going to be doing a giveaway at the end of the show. Then we have, it's tax season, people. Tax season, F-sharp tax management. They are the best accountants in the business. I am telling you, Richard Prinzi at F-sharp tax management saved my life. You got to get tax done, especially if you're in the entertainment business or anything to do with anybody's got taxes. You have to be able to have the best accountant to get you the, mo the most money back. F Sharp Tax Management Group is amazing. Richard at Prinzi.com, P-R-I-N-Z-I. -I. They're going to be giving uh, doing giveaways at the end of the show as well. And then we have, uh, we have the uh, DCL firm. We're going to get back to them at the end of the show. But they, uh, DCL firm, if you need money getting back to you, if someone has stiffed you, the DCL firm, you talk to James DiCristofalo, he will get your money back. And he's also, uh, he's starting, uh, you, you, you have credit card problems? You talk to the DCL firm. They will get your money back. Now, starting all over again, I, I have a room full of people that I truly adore, and I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I want to introduce uh, a very good friend of mine and uh, a co-drinker at a very f a wonderful establishment. Uh, I have my friend Mike C. Say, Mike, it's time for you to say hello. Hello, Steve. How are you? Yeah, you go. Mike's a very funny guy. He's been dying to come on my show. I've been dying to have him on my show. And uh, just to have him here is a privilege and an honor. Uh, so, And then we got Ralph Sutton. Say hello, Ralph. Hello there, sir. How are you? Yeah, uh, Ralph's, uh, Ralph's the rock star in the room right now. Ralph, <laughs> Ralph has uh, a podcast called SDR, which is Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, and he's absolutely fucking amazing. You are my idol, Ralph. Well, thank you. I don't yeah. hear that too often. No, you you were totally my idol because I, I 
I have my little show here, Aftershock XL, which is now on uh, iTunes. Yay. Thank you, Bobby, Bobby Zoo. Oh, last Great time we job, spoke, Bobby it Zoo. wasn't, so congratulations. Yeah, no, Bobby Zoo, he, he picked up the pace. He got it going. And we're on uh, Spotify, uh, which uh, no one seems to be able to figure out. And uh, Pippa sucks, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Ralph has uh, the coolest podcast studio I've ever seen. Thank you. It was a very uh, a labor of love, but it was also a labor of necessity because when Gas Digital, which is the network, started, it started in my bedroom, my second bedroom, my apartment, and we had three shows, four shows in the beginning, and one of them was mine, SDR, so it wasn't really a big deal. And then we got 20 shows, and there were 50 people coming in and out of my apartment every week, so we had to open up the <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to well, kill somebody. Who wants that many people, guys? Like, unless you're a whore. Yes. But, but you, maybe you are. I'm somewhat, but not, <laughs> yeah. not with big It's a good thing he wasn't in. one of my tenants. I would have stopped them in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> Believe me, it amazes me that it went on as long as it did. <laughs> Mike C. is a Hell's Kitchen legend. He's uh, he's like, uh, you know, uh, my producer Bobby kid, kids around and says I'm the king of Ninth Avenue, but you truly are the king of Ninth Avenue. <laughs> ah, you're overrating me. Come <laughs> no, on. Yeah, yeah, no, you pretty much own Ninth Avenue. What are you oh, talking about? A long time ago. <laughs> yeah. That was a long time ago. When Hell's Kitchen used to be Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, well, Hell's Kitchen is something different now. <laughs> well, we'll go well, into that a little. You know later what? On. No, I, you know, I, it's it's predominantly a gay neighborhood, which is something is complete opposite of what it used to be, which is an Irish gangster neighborhood. For the most part, it was, yeah. And it was infiltrated with uh, hookers, drug dealers, prostitutes, oh, well, you I, name I, it. I got to be honest. When I was 17, my buddy goes, we're going to take a ride to the city. I go, <laughs> okay. And we went to the Hess station and got fucking $15 blowjobs. <laughs> this is my this is my, se- my senior year in high school. Like, you know, when they closed that Hess station, they had to dig it up. They classified it as an environmental site, cleanup site, because of all the condoms that were there. Oh, sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, amongst other things that might have been buried there. Yeah, of course. Oh, Where was the Hess station? Story. The Hess station was on, like, 10th Avenue and, like, oh, what, yeah. 45th Street? 48th. 48th yeah. Street. Yeah, I didn't know. My buddy goes, I found something so amazing. Like, yeah. So, yeah, you go to the Hess station. And it was fifteen dollar blowjobs. I was like, "What? I'm seventeen years old. I don't know what the hell's going on." Yeah, well, a pack of cigarettes at the time only cost fifty cents too. So yeah, well, break, well you know. Know. I remember when they turned to a dollar. My grandfather had a heart attack. <laughs> a dollar for a pack of cigarettes? Uh, and he'd give me a dollar, and I'd go buy a pack of cigarettes. Like you can't even think about that now. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just out of control. And uh, Ralph, uh, tell people about what what you you do because, on top of the fact why you're my idol is you're doing. Stuff that I would love to be a part of and be doing. <laughs> well, we'll start with uh, the network, Gas Digital. There's 20 shows on it. And people like, we did a season, a podcast season with Andrew Dice Clay. We have Dee Snyder on the network. Uh, middleweight champion Michael Bisbing is on the network. Get out of here. Yeah, he has a show with this. I, called, I, 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 I hope he's a nice guy. Because super nice guy. I, because he, he, his fighting persona is... Yeah, just a super nice guy. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I was on a show once, and I said, you know, I've never been... Uh, hit in my life never been hit and he was there with his fighting trainer and a, his the comic that does a show with him lewis uh, j gomez and i said i'm gonna get blindfolded and all three of you punch me in the arm one at a time oh no we'll way. see if i can know <laughs> if it's being hit by the middleweight champion and and i knew it was really painful uh yeah well you know it's those guys are out of control like i was a wrestler mm-hmm. so i understand like the training and the dedication that goes into high school wrestling career i can't imagine what it's like to be a mma fighter because you just can't know wrestling training it's boxing it's muay thai it's jujitsu there's so much that you have to be on top of and those guys are amazing i got to hang out with randy couture Mm -hmm. and uh i'm friends with his wife and we got to hang out and we went out one night and we were at a steakhouse and his knife dropped and he grabbed the knife 
and he cut his hand oh, like really? wide open. And then I woke up the next day because they liked the party. So we we went out and we were in drinking and we were at our our place. Oh, McCoy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't. He, he didn't clean his hand. Jesus. So I woke up the next day and my fucking shirt had Randy Couture's blood all over it because he kept patting me on the back. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I went. Uh, I was out drinking with uh, Bisbing in Vegas once, and what amazed me, which I cannot believe people are this stupid, the amount of people that try to start a fight with him. Yeah. It blows over. Like, this dude is at the time he was the middleweight champion of the world. You're gonna start like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like that he they think if they know he can't hit them, I would imagine. No, you, know? you, you legally can't. Yeah. Is that is that the truth? Well, you know, technically, if it's self defense, you can. But a lot of people in that place will get beer balls and they want to contest. Mm -hmm. But you know? it, it, are they legally like what they say? Well, registered weapons in their hands? Oh, like... without a doubt, the guy's trained. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would think so. I would like. No. He actually said to me at one point, not that he doesn't know. I've never been in a fight really in my life, but he said, "Can you just get that guy off the table, please?" Because I just look. I'm six six. I'm a big guy. Yeah. So most people will just say, "Okay, fine, fine, fine." But I'm, yeah. if they knew what a pussy I was, they would not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, you got good company. Thank yeah. You. And then uh, so the, the the show, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, it started five years ago uh, in May. It'll be five years with comedian Big J Okerson. And I remember when we first started, I said to him, "Wouldn't it be hilarious if we get a thousand people?" to listen to this stupid show that we're doing. And now we get about 100,000 people that listen. And part of it is serious interviews with really cool people. Part of it is bands coming and playing live. And then we do these things that I call stunt shows, which is reminiscent of your glory days as well, of Howard Stern, if he had no rules whatsoever. Uh, if the FCC wasn't up his ass. Yes, exactly. And I think that eventually FCC will become part of podcasting. It's just not... Uh, how could that possibly, like, how could that happen, really? Well, I mean, easily. Kind of like, they just change the law and say, now we govern podcasting. Yeah, what, what's to govern? The, the internet is free. Not yeah, No, but they can institute laws on what is allowed to be said on a podcast. They can very easily change the law. And I think it will happen, but hopefully not for five to seven years. But we've done, I'll try and come up with the dumbest idea I could come up with. And then it's up to Laney. To find girls that say okay I, and to I, that. Lo I love Laney, by the way. She's yeah. amazing. You're and I've given her tasks at times. Like, there's no way this can happen. But she, 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 she makes she, it she knows about porn. Yeah. I, I love Laney. So, for instance, <laughs> uh, one time we did something called the Olympics, where we. Uh, it's great that he's coming in for this story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we hired a a two hundred dollar escort and an eight hundred dollar escort, and then got blindfolded one minute blowjobs from each girl to oh, see if we could God. see if it was worth <laughs> the extra see, money. This is where my brain goes. <laughs> yeah. We did a contest called uh, <laughs> Smell My Finger, where three girls played with themselves, and we smelled it. Then we got blindfolded, and we had they did it again, and we tried to see if we could guess who was who. They call that a stinky Sanchez. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's only if you touch it on the lip. Yeah. yeah. We've done, I mean, we have so many ridiculous. Yeah. I was talking about it the other day that half of the things I forgot that we've done. Right. So we're putting together a list of, like, the top 20 most ridiculous things we've done on the show, but I just try and outdo myself every time. But I've run out of ideas. Like I don't well, know. Well, that's why you need me involved yeah, because <laughs> I will take it to the next level. But that reminds me of a joke. The way he said he set that whole thing up. Okay. Well, uh, I, first of all, I, I got Mike C here. Not only is he a great personality and he's fun, but he also is a great joke teller. So go ahead, tell your oh, joke. Oh, you're Mike. overrating me. Here. No, I'm not. Anyway, I like the way you brought everybody in and you gave them the opportunity to tell the difference of yeah. how much one cost versus the other. But there was uh, this fellow that walked into a bar one time, and uh, he's sitting at the bar, and he notices this young lady at the end of the bar. And uh, after a few jinks, he goes up to her, he tries just to make small talk and so forth. 
And after a while, he says, well, what kind of business are you in? She says, well, what kind of business are you looking for? He says, well, am I supposed to understand that? She says, I said to you, what kind of business are you looking for? He says, well, I'm interested in the hand job. She goes, well, that'll cost you 50 bucks. He says, 50 bucks, that seems kind of cheap for a woman like you. She says, come over here, let me show you something. She takes him out by the window with a bar, and she says, you see that red Ferrari parked out there? He says, yeah. She says, I bought that car doing $50 hand jobs. He goes, no shit. Well, you know, let me give you the opportunity then. I'm always open. So, of course, she gives him the hand job for 50 bucks, and it's the best hand job he had in his life. A couple of weeks later, he goes back to the bar. She's sitting at the end of the bar. He walks up to her. He says, I don't think we have to make small talk. No, not at all. You know, Are you still interested in business, she says. He says, of course. Well, how much do you get for a blowjob? She says, 150 bucks. He says, I'm in. Sure enough, she gives him the blowjob for 150 bucks, and he has a fantastic time. It's the best blowjob he ever had in his life. A couple of weeks later, he comes back. He walks into the bar. She's not there. He's sitting there having a few drinks. Sure enough, after about a half an hour, she walks in and sits in a regular spot. So he walks up to her, and he says, you know, not for nothing. I don't think we need any introductions, you know. So uh, what would it cost for me to fuck you? She says, are you kidding me? If I had a pussy, I'd own this fucking town. <laughs> Everybody, I want to introduce Roy McDonald is here. Well, I'm glad I came during the religious portion of this. Oh. <laughs> Roy McDonald, owner of owner and creator of Bright Shot, uh, one of my best friends mm. and a sponsor of uh, the Aftershock program. Uh, I just want to say what's up. Say hello. Hello. How's everything going over everything here? Going, this, this Sorry I'm late. Yeah, it's okay. Shit happens. This is Ralph Sutton. Ralph, uh, how, are you? Ra how are you? Ralph has uh, the coolest. I told you about the podcast studio he has down on oh, 6th yeah. Street. Uh, cool. like, it's amazing. He has, you have, you know, not for nothing, you, you get some huge guests. Yeah, like, in fact, you mentioned uh, that you were uh, on The Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, Michael Imperioli is on my show next Wednesday. Oh, I, I got to oh, come, cool. down, I gotta yeah. come down and say hello. Michael yeah. is such He's a good, good guy. Dude. Yeah. Me and Michael have part like he this is this is typical michael imperioli where uh you know because you work on a movie set and they have the van that you know the team series transfers transfer the the talent back and forth in a van and me and michael got cut at the same time we're going back in the van and michael goes you want to do some tequila shots <laughs> and I'm like, you know it's just like and he's the talent i'm just basically a stand-in and i was like yeah he goes all right cool and we went out, and he like he got me wasted on tequila That's shots. Cool. He's so, a really nice. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> he did yeah. another show on the network, uh, Bo Deedle, who has a show on the network. Oh, Bo Deedle. Oh, he nice. came yeah, on yeah. to do Bo's show, and then we became friendly. And okay, he's coming. To so, and then you have D. Schneider on your network. D. Schneider's on the network. Uh, Jamie Josta, the singer of Hatebreed, is on the network, uh, and a lot of great comedians. Tim Dillon, who just did Joe Rogan yesterday, is on the network. His show's really good. And then the biggest show on the network is called Legion of Skanks, and that's Big J. Okerson, who's my co-host. <laughs> Louis J. Gomez and Dave Smith, they, they, their show is... And you have some sick big. numbers. I got to get, yeah. I gotta get yeah. numbers like you, man. Yeah, we're you crazy. Gotta, you, it really is. We started with four shows, 10,000 listeners collectively. And then two years later, which here we are now, we're 20 shows and we're nearing 2 million, 1.5 wow. million. Good. A That's week. A lot. Yeah, it's and crazy. Now, and you know, it's funny because I just, I wanted to introduce you to him because you also Who's have to a... Who's who? Nobody uh, can to, see the fuck to, to Ralph. I know. <laughs> I wanted to do to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I'm doing fucking puppets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think you're on TV. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, no, no, Ralph also has another company where, with the t-shirts. Yeah, we do all our own in-house printing because we, we found a vendor in uh, Brooklyn that we were doing all of our uh, shirts, hats, mugs, pop sockets, whatever the fuck else we're selling. And I just was doing the math one day and know what it costs to print a shirt, know what he was charging me, and know how much the equipment costs. So I just said one day, all right, we're going to just bite the bullet. It costs about 12, 15 grand 
to buy all the printing equipment. But now instead of paying $10 per shirt, I'm paying five. And within, because we sell about three to 500 pieces a month right now. So within five months, we've made up that difference to where it'll be profitable going forward. Nice. Is that all silk screening? It's a a combination of about, there's like six ways to print. We can do three or four of them. We do some silk screening. One's called sublimation. One's uh, heat transfer and a couple other things that we do. Um, And a combination of the three we do, depending on what the design looks like and stuff. I knew nothing about it six months ago, but I have such severe OCD. When I decide I'm going to learn how to do something, I would say that I know just as much as any printer there is out there right now because that's all I did for six months was, was read. And, and what that. do you pay for a T-shirt, Roy? More than that. Yeah. I, I go to OO shirts online, and you design the shirt. And right. But do you have to do – here's my question. I know it's not the most exciting topic in the world, T-shirt printing, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you have to buy a minimum or you can buy a one-off? You can buy one. And then they probably charge like yeah, 15 so, bucks you know, or something. One to nine is one price. Yeah. Ten to, you know. But if, you know what, like though? A, it might sound like it's a boring thing, but you know how many people want t shirts Like, they want to make right. their own T-shirts? Yeah, I mean, I would recommend for people that are just doing, you know, a shirts for a family, you know, for, the, for an event, yeah. just go online because it's going to be uh, the easiest way to deal with it and the cheapest way. But we're now selling – just the same thing happened with um, the, the three or four different businesses have spawned out of Gas Digital. So, for instance, we have two really nice studios, but we only have 20 shows. That's 20 hours a week. The rest of the time, they're kind of empty. So now we rent them out. We created a website called nycpodcasting.com, and Pepsi's coming in next month to rent out for a week, and all these different companies are coming to do Good that. Good for you, Ralph. You got pictures of that? Because yeah. I, have, I have something just, we'll yeah, talk just about. Just go to yeah. nycpodcasting.com. There's tons of it up there. Okay. Same thing happened with merchandising. We found this way to make cheaper shirts, and now I sell shirts for 10 shows that are not on my network. And did the same thing with ad sales. Now wow. we sell ads for about for one other network and about five or six other shows. That's uh, unbelievable. That, I admire you for that. That's why I wanted to bring I it up. I haven't slept in two years. That's are you, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say, you know what? I, mean, I look like I haven't slept in two years. You look like you got some sleep. <laughs> so, uh, Mike C., uh, I, I want you to tell the joke, the Irish joke. Oh, the Irish joke. Uh, I, because this is a great joke, and he tells it better than anybody I ever heard, but it's a great one. So uh, we're going to have a little intersection with Mike C.'s joke of the week. Okay, Excellent. joke of the week. You have this Irish guy walking along the beach at Donegal. And worst Irish accent, which makes the joke that better. I never said it was an Irish accent. <laughs> Thank God. So he's walking along the beach, and he finds a lamp. And he picks up the lamp, and the genie comes out. And the genie says, you have one wish. And the Irish guy says, I have one wish now, do I? He says, well, I wish I could piss the finest Irish whiskey in Ireland. And the genie says, your wish is granted. And the Irish guy says, well, I don't fucking believe you. He pulls out his flask and he pisses into his flask and he tastes it. And he says, I don't fucking believe it. That's the finest Irish whiskey I've ever tasted in my life. He runs home, kicks open the fucking door. He says, woman, put up two glasses. She puts two glasses up on the table and he pisses into both of them. And he says, taste it. She says, I'll not be tasting your pieces. Taste it, woman. She tastes it. She goes, that's brilliant. That's the finest Irish whiskey I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> Don't get me started laughing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so the next night he comes over and he kicks open the door again. He says, put up two glasses, woman. Eagerly, she puts them up on the table. He pisses it to both of them. She tastes it again. She says, oh, no, I said it yesterday, but I'll say it again today. That's brilliant. 
That's the finest Irish whiskey I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> Third night he comes home, he kicks open the door. She says, what's wrong? He says, oh, it was a bad day, woman. Put up a glass. She says, only one. <laughs> he says, aye, woman, you're drinking from the fucking bottle tonight. <laughs> Uh, and you can't make me laugh when I'm pulling the I know, I'm sorry. But I just like. I feel like I, Tim Conway on Carol yeah, Burnett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, with Tim Conway and uh, Har- uh, Harvey Coleman in, in the dentist chair yeah. was like maybe the best. Always laughing. Yeah. So, uh, so, so something interesting happened today, and I, I wanted to bring it up. So the owner of the Patriots. Yes. <laughs> my phone blew up. Yeah, got busted for getting the handy at a fucking now, massage parlor. Was it, like, was it a, just a happy ending massage parlor thing? or I, Because well, now I'm reading maybe it was a little bit more aggressive or something. I'm just sorry, but you know what? God bless my ex-wife. Like, you know, it, was she there? No. It was her that gave the hand job. Uh, <laughs> So my ex-wife, <laughs> uh, she always said, like, you know, when we were together, she and she was oddly jealous. She she let me watch. She enjoyed me watching having sex with a woman in front of her. But if she thought about a woman that I had sex with in my past, she went ballistic. Uh, very odd. So, but she she always said one thing to me when we were married: if you want to go get a massage and you get a happy ending, I don't think that's cheating. And I never took advantage of that, but I just was like, whatever. Never. And, and then when she left, it was a different story. <laughs> but I, she felt that it wasn't cheating. And I don't think it is because part of a massage is you're, you're getting relaxed and you're getting, and, and the release is part of. Wow. And, and what if you massage yourself? I mean, how does that. Uh, yeah, well, wait but a minute. Then, let me write this down from when I go home to my wife. <laughs> yeah. It's the release, dear. <laughs> right? Part it's of the massage. Check. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think, you know, what's so wrong with that? Like, if you're going to therapy, if you're going to get something worked on, um, it's a happy part of the end. Ralph, help me out here. I mean, I'm amazed that you found a woman dumb enough to believe that to be true. <laughs> yeah. That's the part that shocks me. I, no, she's actually really smart. No, I'm right? just saying it, it's fascinating. I mean, the way I look at it is very simple, is that find what works for you, and if you find someone else that agrees with that, good for you. Yeah. But I've never been with a woman in my life that would consider that not cheating. Really? Mm-hmm. I agree. I know. No, but, but have you been with a woman in your life that... It, Demanded you have sex with another girl in front of her? Demanded is a strange yeah, word. Yeah. I've had I've had uh, sex with four girls at a time and me in my life. You know, I've had a lot of wild sex stories with it. A girl that is into other women, if she's not there, usually they consider that cheating. No, but it was a massage thing. Still, it's, a, it's a different class. You're and still the ejaculating. Is, the weird thing is she went to get a massage one time <laughs> and she got a happy ending. And she was like, it was the way, it was like, usually the guys thing, but like. And I, but the thing is that it took me like 15 minutes to get her to come. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, you didn't lick your finger, Roy. Yeah, yeah. I had a beer can. And, and a, happy, yeah. a happy ending is a total thing for a totally different thing for a Yeah, woman. no, but no, the, the, the girl like uh, lathered her up and got her off. That's pretty wild. I didn't know that it ever went both ways. I didn't know it went both ways, but it was kind of a sexy thing to hear. It seems odd that you Bernhard be... tells a story like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that she, you know, she was, she goes, oh, and then he slowly starts fingering me, and, and, she, and she let him. Oh, no, but this was a, a, a Chinese-Korean sex trade girl. Oh. 
Well, Ralph <laughs> had me at four women at one time. I was yeah. like, <laughs> oh, so, so I, I, I don't have to ask how that works because in my head I know how it works. But why don't you tell the audience? Well, I mean, if every girl's bisexual <laughs> and they're into each other, it really doesn't matter. You're... Your involvement becomes ancillary at best. I just felt like I was like circling the bed and just putting my dick in various places for a while. <laughs> now, now, now do you, when you do that, do you notice the difference of vagina? Yeah, for sure. I think right. that anyone feels that. There's always an X factor. Like I have had sex with girls that I wasn't super attracted to physically, but there was something about the way we connected when we had sex that I was like, oh, okay. I don't know why that works, but that works better. And I don't yeah. know why. I no, know no, because I, you know, I, I, and maybe we go around, there's all guys here, it's fucking sausage factory it's very today. Nice, right, right. So, Discredited but I'm just saying, existence. Like, yeah. It sounds like no, a new but theory just, for... Well, uh, Laney, I would love to have a microphone on you, but I know you said no. <laughs> so uh, uh, Laney is uh, Ralph's publicist, and she's amazing. Uh, and I wouldn't know Ralph because if it wasn't for her. She's uh, a porn goddess, but not on porn. She oh. just works with porn stars. <laughs> and uh, she makes uh, Ralph's SDR show that much better. So uh, anyway, um, I've had situations, and it's not like uh, I, I'm like John Holmes or anything. But you have sex with a girl, you know she's got a big vagina, right? Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, you, you notice the difference. Uh, help me out here, Mike. Oh no, no, no! You're on the wrong. <laughs> <side. laughs> but I like of... your ideas because that's a great thing for a new game show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big vagina. <laughs> yeah, <why not? laughs> there was a whole curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're doing a. Uh, we did this. We're before. going to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> We did this once on SDR before through emails, but now yeah. we're going to do it live, Okay, um, which is for our producer, a girl, and she hasn't had sex in like a year, and we're doing a dick pic dating game, but this is going to be in person where they're just going to put their dick through a sheet so you can't see anything else of them. You can't tell their body type or anything but you see their dick, and she has to pick one, and she's the end of going to go on a date with us. like those lose. The acidic shoes, you know. That's, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. We're going to get those sheets. We're Absolutely. You know what the, the weird thing about the Hasidic Jews is, and, and you know I have an open mind about <laughs> one anything. One thing, that's <laughs> yeah. weird. Uh, no, but you know, uh, the, you know, they're supposedly staunch religious people and stuff. Um, I'm friends with a lot of transvestites, and oh, they're big in that. You know, but, but, but uh, you know, I, and uh, I, I, because they're my friends, and we've done after hours together, and I've known them for years. I'd go to their after hours, and th th their parties were basically. You want to go there for some cocaine and get a blowjob from a transvestite. That's basically the theme of their parties. The Hasids were always there. Wow. Yeah, because the more religious you are, usually the more demons you're hiding in your closet. Well, you sure. know, I don't necessarily agree with that, and I'm kind of offended by these. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, 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 go ahead, you Mike. Know, why, well, why are you, you offended? Know, I mean, because, you know, you know it, it just doesn't apply here. I mean, we shouldn't really go into that ethnic end of it. You why? Know? It, it doesn't apply. You, you're singling out a particular uh, faith. Well, I, you mean the I transvestites? No. Uh, the, no Jews. Not the, tra the, <laughs> the Jews. Yeah, yeah. The Jews. Well, the Hasidic, well, uh, why? You know, I mean, well, I'm offended because, you know, I had a uncle of mine that, you know, was a, a victim of uh, Auschwitz. Oh, you Mike, know, I, didn't, actually, I didn't know that, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to bring up actually, everything Jewish. Uh, he died in Auschwitz. I'm Jewish. And it was an ungrateful no. thing, you know? I mean... It was unfortunate, but he fell out of the guard tower. And, you know. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was uh, waiting for it. See, uh, you've been with four women, so you can uh, see things coming. Right? Yeah. Like oh, whoa. <laughs> no. uh, that's right. uh, Mike. I don't know if you know this, but you know Hitler was an artist. Oh, I didn't know oh, yeah. that. And he also yeah. liked to paint. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, no, Mike, 
got someone at the bar with that so bad one time. Like, oh. And he did it just like he did right now. So calm, so collected. And the guy said something about, oh, yeah, the fucking Jews. And he was like, oh, oh, I take offense to that. And the guy so earnestly was apologizing oh. for like I five never... minutes. And Mike had him on the line. It was like reeling in a Marlin for half an hour. I never saw a guy backpedal on a bicycle as fast as And I wouldn't let him go. He was on the hook and I was just bringing him in. He'd come to the back of the boat. I'd let him go again. Yeah, exactly. And then he dropped it on him. And they, the whole, it was been like 20 of us, the whole bar yeah. it just erupted. Hmm. It, was, it, was, it was so great. So uh, now, the owner of the Patriots, is that a bad thing, Roy? Like what? Like, I don't understand. Well, it can't help. I mean, you know. Well, help what? Is he married? First of all, yeah. Today, no matter first what of all, you do, hundred years old. Yeah, no, seventy-seven. He's okay, old. so don't. He's got twenty-five more years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, anything you do today, is, the only thing that's that, that guy uh, Jesse Smollett, he's kind of happy it happened today because <laughs> oh because, my god, because <laughs> it takes the fucking heat off him. Wait, no, no, right? It's Jesse. 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 I want to smack that guy right across his fucking. face. How early into the Smollett thing? Did you feel that something was wrong? Immediately. Immediately. Answering the door. And I put something on Facebook, and I got a little bit of uh, backlash from one of the women up there saying, you know, I was part of the what's wrong with America thing because Mm -hmm. of, you know, the court of public opinion and all that shit. And I waited. And then, of course, it ended exactly like we all thought it would end. And uh, but I didn't. I, uh, I didn't. Be, I wasn't mean. I just. I what, what kills me I, in, in personal life and in general, like I hate double standards. I hate them. Mm. That's the one thing that grind. You want to talk about grinds my gears as like double standards where it's okay for you to do it, but I can't do it. And that's, that's the, way, the society we live in. Yeah. I mean, we have to hone up to that. We recognize and it's it. never we changing. It it's always going to be that way. That's and just right. the only thing that happened is that. Social media gave all those idiots a voice. I mean, yeah. We've all been in a comedy club where a gay guy laughs at a black joke and then gets mad at a gay joke. That's just what's going to always be the case. It's yeah. never changing. Yeah, never and changing. I just, I can't stand the fact that it's okay. Like, and I'm not political. I'm not here, not there. Again, I go by the Irish bar standards, no religion, no politics. You don't talk about it. But, you know, eventually there's something to talk about because it's factual. It's real. And what's real is the fact that they fuel on the hatred for the president, who's genuinely trying to seem like he's trying to do something. And I didn't vote for him, and I'm not Mr. Trump supporter or anything like that, but the guy's running the show, and we're all here, and he's running our show. This is all our show. But I, I, I disagree in the sense that people are allowed to hate him or love him. I don't fucking No, care. I, I'm not saying they're not allowed Okay, but, but they what, can voice their. That's what we live in a city where I like. I condone racism because we are in a in a country where you can have that voice, whether I agree with you or not. I don't fucking care. But you should be able be able to say whatever you want, no matter how stupid I think it is. Yeah, no, you're right, and but you you get you you'll get fucked up. Well, unfortunately, the limitations are pretty narrow. For unfor- that's the biggest problem. I don't yeah. care about. I mean, the, I grew up at a time when Archie Bunker was, you know, on yeah. television, and we oh. listened to all kinds of things yeah. coming across the board. And it was done in a, in more or less in a theme of affection and humor. There was no real racism intended. Today, every little thing is a stop zone. What? 
No, no, no. I, I was no. hoping you'd come up with well, something uh, brilliant. Well, no, no. Well, well, the good news is R. Kelly was arrested. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, charged with ten counts of uh, child <laughs> was... molestation, which is worse than anything. 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 But it's amazing how many fucking years that was going uh, on. Yeah, no, I, but outright in public, Chappelle did shows on. Did that. you ever hear Thank that? Thank God that the that documentary came out. I mean, I was riveted yeah. to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't shit, watch fucking guy. anything that has to do with diddling a kid. I can't watch. Love it, silly. <laughs> but, uh, I have a, a new uh, website, 12 Kids in My Van. I don't yeah, know if you've been yeah. there. There's a oh, video. Free, free candy. There's yeah, a video yeah, yeah. of R. Kelly on the internet. Well, the church did enough of that. Yeah, I know. No shit. He huh. was in, I forget where he was. He was in the Caribbean somewhere, and he's singing a song asking, the song lyrics are, do you have your birth certificate? Have you had your shots? And that's a song. <laughs> he's recruiting on stage in, in a song. Saying, "Come meet me back." Say it's it's. We really should watch it. It's fucking crazy. I I uh, one of the first bars I hung out with, and this this story is kind of uh, I've told this story before, but uh, it's pretty insane. So I I was seventeen, a senior in high school, and the same guy that used to bring me down to the Hess station to get blowjobs, <laughs> blowjobs at the Hess station. Yeah, you missed that story. <laughs> yeah. Fill it up and that in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> they were giving out S and H green stamps. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get free gas in a condom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, we were 17 underage, and we went to this bar in Brooklyn, and the bouncer let us in. The bouncer loved us. His name was, I'm going to say Big Earl, because I did <laughs> the cover's name. Uh, Big Earl would be like, lock the door at 4 o'clock, and we'd still be there drinking, and he'd be like, uh, yeah, so I went down to the Dominican Republic or whatever, and I, I, I paid 60 bucks, and I got a 13-year-old girl, and she stayed with me the whole week. And, and, and it was just like... Jesus. And Sal, Sal, was as big as, <laughs> Sal was as big as you, Ralph. Okay, and it was just. You like, know, it's funny. I thought his name was Big Earl. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he he was was Sal. yeah, Big Earl. Yeah. So Earl was as big as you, Ralph. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, What's Sal's that. address? Big Earl. Yeah. Big Earl. I mean, I mean, Sal Johnson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just kept thinking of Big Ralph the record. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. So. And he would. And at seventeen, when you're drunk at four o'clock in the morning, you're just like, huh, okay. <laughs> so now, uh, years later, I'm working on the Howard Stern show, and Robin does a news story about how they followed some guy down to one of these countries, photographed him having sex with a young girl, and then came back and arrested him. So I went on the air, and I was like, "I, Big Earl, the, the bouncer, was uh, d- talked about that all the time. And mm-hmm. I said, I, he was a big, fat, sweaty guy. So now I get off the air. Now I always, you know, after on the air, I... I had to answer the phone. So I'm like, Howard Stern show. And the guy goes, are you talking about Big Earl? I go, yeah. He goes, do you want Big Earl's phone number? I went, fuck yeah, I want it. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, get, I, and I go and I call him up. I go, Big Earl, it's Steve Grillo. He goes, Steve Grillo, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. You're on the air. You're working on the Howard Stern show. I went, you remember those stories you used to tell about going down to those other places? He goes, yeah. I go, would you tell it on the air if we didn't use your name? He goes, well, sure. So uh, I, I, oh man! So I, so I transfer him in. I go, Howard, remember that guy I was talking about? He's on the air. And the first thing Howard goes, threw me right under the bus. He goes, Grillo says you're a big fat sweaty guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, motherfucker! Like so. Now years later, and again, I can't do a show without all roads leading to Restaurant Bernelli. So <laughs> I'm bartending at Restaurant Bernelli's, and all of a sudden. I'm in the back and I'm I, like eating my shift dinner really quick, and and Russ, the owner, comes in. He goes, "You got to go outside." I go, what? He goes, get out there right now. I, I don't even know what to do. You have to go outside. And I get out there, and there's three giant guys and Big Earl. Oh. And I go, yo, Big Earl, what's up? He goes, 
I'm a big fat sweaty guy. Am I? Uh, oh, really? I, I, I go, he goes, yeah, you put me on the air and I didn't know what I was doing. I said, yo, you knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. Don't you fucking dare tell me. I mean, he goes, he goes, me and you, we got to go talk outside. And I go, oh, shit, here it comes. I remember you telling <laughs> yeah. that story. And I go outside and now, again, he's as big as Ralph. Ralph's 6'6". Six, six. He's as big as somebody, like 200 pounds bigger than you. And, uh, and he goes, I'm a big fan. So I said, yo, Earl, I don't give a fuck what you're saying. I know you knew what you were doing. You got to do something to just do it now and get it over with. And he looks at me and goes, I'm just fucking with you. And he picks me up and starts shaking me around. And everybody in the restaurant was looking out the window, waiting for me to run. And I was like, hey, you know, what are you going to do with that situation? You're going to run? He's going to find me anyway. Right. You're going to crack me? Crack me now. You know, but, uh, but you know, not for nothing. It was just, he was proud and had no problem about going down and talking about diddling little girls for $60 a week. Do you think he still does that? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's no doubt. He's the type of guy, one of his favorite things was he'd be in Brooklyn, and he knew where all the big puddles were. He'd drive around when it rained <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and, and, and hit the puddles because they, they were by bus stops and everything like that. He was just that, that, that type of guy. He was just doing it to get little girl skirts wet, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I went t-shirt contest. Isn't Thailand the big place for guys? That yes. No, but Cuba. Slow. It was Cuba, Thailand, a the lot Dominican of the, Republic. The Dominican but the, the Republic, families yeah. were willing I'll to give you a up. list. I'll give you some phone numbers. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. I'll pass on that. The but families I, uh, were what? I like the way the, you think, though. The families <laughs> were... Like sixty bucks for the week was my mind was like hey, six thousand dollars. Sixty bucks is sixty bucks, dude. No, but yeah, <laughs> not anymore. No. Yeah, but a, <laughs> a gallon of milk in the Dominican Republic is six dollars. Yeah, that's it's, hey, well, it's half disgusting. And half. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. no, that goes back to crap. Yeah, yeah, Wait crap. a minute. That well, because the owner, crap. the owner of the peaches last. So, was, all right, <laughs> let, let's just say that. <laughs> okay. Now, is, first of all, uh, is it bad? Like, I mean, if he just got a, uh, you know, a happy ending, so what? What are they going to do about that? Is, uh, uh, well, and even they're going to take his team away for that. Come Roy, on, seventy-seven no. years old. Do you really think anyone gives a shit? Nobody cares. Well, God, they God bless care. him. He can still get it up at seventy-seven. Come on, even if he could, he tried. Yeah, <laughs> and the same thing with this other guy. I mean, really, what could happen to him? I mean, he's he's never going to work again. Everybody Smollett. hates him. But yeah, they, but, they, I heard that he. But uh, he's at work now. No, they kicked him out. Oh, they yeah. kicked him out. No, I heard he done. got on bail and he went to work. Everybody yeah, on no, set was like, him. "We don't want him here." Yeah, but he's disgusting. The balls are him showing up on set. No, yeah, how about no. showing up on Good Morning America? Yeah. Saying, oh, oh like, I've got to be kidding that, was, that was before. Look, he crossed the yeah. line. He crossed the line. I mean, he made a false accusation, and he he, he actually choreographed it to himself. Two, he sent himself a, a note. Nobody reacted yeah. to that right away, so he made but, this other bullshit. You know, you're up. playing around with Chicago police who have an issue on their hands to begin with. Yeah. yeah. And and you're in, you're you're instigating this whole thing, and you're inflaming people to believe that you know you may have been accosted because you're gay or you're this or you're that. And he tied it into that whole political thing too. Mm -hmm. Two white guys with those MAGA hats, yeah. and, you know all that, and it was, and it's just like there, there's enough shit already. Stop. Well, why would you do? My that? My first thought was when I saw that the subway sandwich was still <laughs> whole yeah. after the fight. Yeah. That's the first thing you throw at somebody. Right. Wait, no, uh, better. But the guy they knock at the door, and he answers the door with the noose around his neck. Right. The first thing you do is like get the fucking thing off my damn. And then also, the, my thought was okay, so they're white. MAGA guys who hate black people and hate gay people, but they know an ancillary character on Empire? Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> I don't even exactly. know there's a show yeah, called Empire. Until, until I, like, I looked him up, I had no idea But then it, hold, it all changed. It was it no longer mattered about two white guys. It mattered about two black guys that were uh, offending a gay guy. I loved when they were you buying know? the ski mask. Because so oh, the that video was perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah, caught by <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that Target? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it had to be. It you wasn't Nordstrom's. What, 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 
But what are people gonna realize? When are people gonna understand? We are in 2019, okay? There's cameras everywhere. You can't get away with shit. I know. And, and if like, you went on his uh, Twitter, the first few days it happened, I went and looked at his Twitter when I felt like, oh, this is fucking weird. And it, the only thing on his Twitter was, my new album comes out March 4th. I'm like, okay. Yeah. This is complete bullshit. There's yeah. no way this yeah. is. Oh, no. It's just, it's it's pathetic. That goes against the double standard I was talking about earlier. You know, it's just like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird time we're living in right now. Because, like, you know, it, it, back in the 80s, it was just simple. It's not a weird time. We've opened up the door. The venue is there. So anyone can take advantage of these accusations or they can make the accusations. And we're vulnerable to it. And everybody is key and sensitive to it and politically correct, blah, 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 all this nonsense. I say, fuck all that bullshit. We all love each other anyway. If you offend me, I'm going to offend you. Case closed. It's got yeah. nothing to do with racism. I, I didn't grow up with the N-word in my, my household, you know, and there was nobody that was different. Uh, the way I was brought up, you know what I'm saying? But I grew up in a neighborhood where th they would say that word fluently because it was an Italian neighborhood. Like, basically, I grew up in the middle of Goodfellas in Canarsie, Brooklyn, during the 70s and 80s, and that's when all that shit was happening. I never got that. Uh, you know, I, I remember I had more, my 10th birthday. I'll never forget. You know, I went to a school. It, it was There was black kids, white kids. No one said that. We didn't, weren't racist. And I remember having... My birthday party and I had all the everybody and we were playing football outside and I there was a black kid but my friend Jeff, Jeff came on the block and we were playing and all of a sudden there's like four or five Italian kids going, what the fuck's this nigga doing on the block and I'm like what, and then you know like and I didn't understand I'm like we're just playing football I was like ten years old, and it was like and then Jeff's parents came to pick him up and my mother invited his parents into the fucking to have coffee. And then after they stole all the stuff in your house. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the flat screen the, was missing. Yeah, after the fight, there goes the VCR. No, uh, you know, that's but, what you get for bringing yeah, yeah, yeah. in the house. See? <laughs> you want to be all politically correct? Uh, now you don't wow. have a TV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> well, you know, that's the way they used to train no, but, the track runners in my high school. They oh, give them a television, tell them to run. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, this show's not airing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like uh, it was like a huge gossip on the on the on the street. The grillos like the and I hate to say the word, but the grillos like niggas in to have coffee. Doesn't seem like you hate it. You said it three uh, times already. Uh, well, <laughs> I, uh, it's not. It's I, I, I'm saying it because I I, to, to reiterate, like yeah, but we fucking... just had a thing in, in my neighborhood. Uh, the local basketball. You can team say was black playing. people. You don't have to say thing. And, <laughs> no, no the, yeah. somebody bought a house next to you. No, uh, no I would. Oh wait, no. <laughs> they uh, there was a high school game and they were playing and one black kid on the local team and they were it was in the papers and everything they were making like monkey noises oh. and so it was disgusting I, I, and we're all still? like what the fuck kids playing basketball that's just that. I, I always and I always go, who does that? Like I can't even believe that people still well, do I mean, that. The, the truth is shameful. that obviously racism is a real problem. It may not be in certain areas, but obviously it is a major problem. You don't know what it's like. All of us being white guys, we have no idea what it's like, and we never will. So that's you know, for us to say we don't get it is ridiculous because we will never get it. Well, well, me, well here's the thing: if you think about it in the, in the full scale of the whole entire world. The reason why most wars were ever brought apart is because of racism. You don't look like me, so I'm going to fucking kill you. And religion. religion yeah, yeah, and but I'm just saying, that, oil, yeah, but, but yeah. religion tends to be the same thing. Your, your religion is your clan. 
my religion is my clan. I don't like the way you think or the way you look, so I'm going to fucking kill you. I hear that a lot, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I can understand that. But, you know, <laughs> the other side of the coin is I spent a lot of time in Central America, and I felt awkward being there. I mean, you're the only white guy amongst all of these uh, uh, um, uh, Hispanic people and, and South American people, and their culture is very different, and they look upon you like, you know, what are you doing here? What's going on? Yeah. But yet, nevertheless, there was always respect. No one ever made any that I could understand any insinuated <laughs> yeah. remarks or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I heard Jefe Grande, <laughs> yeah. I, heard, I wasn't sure if that was coming, you know, What does from, Gringo Bendejo mean? <laughs> yeah. <you know>? yeah. <laughs> Gringo Bendejo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, what's that? Uh, I can't even think of that fucking name. Uh, oh, Baracho. <laughs> what? Drunk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait so <laughs> i don't know spanish but uh stuttering john used to make fun of ganji and he's uh, so every day we had breakfast come in and he asked a spanish guy from the deli he goes uh how do you say fat ass and he goes nalgas so after that stuttering john would call ganji nalgas all the time <laughs> so so now uh i never forget carol alt is a guest on the show and her manager's there and her managers, you know, we were on 57th Street and we had the view and our manager had this beautiful, giant fat ass. And she's looking out the window and she's bent over and I go, yo, John, Nagas. And she goes, yeah, I do have a fat ass. Uh, <laughs> especially in New York, everybody yeah, speaks Spanish. No, but, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> that was like the stupidest fucking thing you could have ever done. Come you on. Know, I, I don't I get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> she turned around right away. She goes, I do have a fat ass. And I was like, fuck. My dad spoke fluent French and he didn't look like he spoke French at all. And he was with his wife checking into a hotel in France. And in French, the maitre d', the, the maitre d', the hotel, whatever, said to the other one, put them in a shitty room. They're not going to know the difference in French. Yeah. And then my father just said in perfect French, I'm pretty sure we're going to know the difference. <laughs> yeah. And then they got the best room for free. That's why, that's why I wish I knew how to speak another language. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I've had people tell me that in English, and I still didn't understand Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> I actually blame... I mean, I don't have any kids, but I'm 50. So my, if I had kids at the normal age that people would have children, they'd be in their 20s now, roughly. Yeah, right? I know it's kind of weird yeah. to think yeah. about that. Like, I, could have, I could have a kid, in, I could be a grandfather right yeah. now. Yeah, and our generation, I do think, had it rough with racism and with religious persecution stuff where, you know, this was during the 70s and 80s when all the cultures started coming into America in droves. So they had it rough and they wanted their kids to be protected and their kids to feel safe. So they remove scoring in games and they make sure that there's no one ever feels that they were left out. And then you raise a generation of pussies. Yeah. And that's why we have safe spaces in colleges now, because they don't know how to handle no or not getting their way. Like, what do you mean? I'm I'm supposed to always win. And that's why we have what we have. now. Exactly. It's like Johnny. You're the last winner. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got uh, the scoring. Uh, it was like uh, beautiful gold, so so silver, mm, yeah. and shameful bronze. Yeah. Like, well, you know, <laughs> you set the kids up. I mean, here they are thinking they're great, they're great, they're great, and then they get into the reality of, of yeah. life, and they stamp and they their find foot. out they're not so great. Yeah. Right. You know? a, that and is, they don't that's know how why, to tolerate it. And then you, you know? give every one of those people a voice on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, yeah. and value that voice for whatever fucking reason, because not everybody should have a but voice. But it's also validated by their numbers. Right. Like, like, how many people you've got following you on Twitter right. and Facebook? Yeah. And stuff. It's such a huge Influencers. thing. I, yeah, but, I, you know, I, I and God rest his soul, one of my mentors, uh, Claire O'Connor, she was one of the best publicists I've ever met. 
And she was she, great. Was, she was a dear friend of mine. And uh, I remember when Facebook first started, and I was like, you know, it was kind of fun because I, oh, so let me see what this is about. And I register on Facebook, and all of a sudden, I didn't understand how it contacted me with all these people I haven't spoken to in so long. And I'm like, this is great. And I just wanted to keep it private. And then I sensed, I, and this is Howard Stern TV was still on, and I wrote something to Ganji on Facebook, and somehow or another, it integrated into Howard's show. <laughs> Because he and, probably and, wrote on the wall and not yeah privately. yeah yeah and so but then Howard was reading Ganji's what he wrote on the wall and, he, and my name was involved and all of a sudden one I, I remember because I was at Hell's Kitchen Pizza and I was like all of a sudden I had four hundred friend requests and I went ah that's it it got fucking hacked I'm done <laughs> I'm done with this and I I was like I was just about to hack you know close my Facebook account and again this is in the very beginning of Facebook hmm. and uh my friend Claire. Again, she was uh, she was the publicist for the Limelight. Yeah, she's the reason and, why I got hired at the Limelight. I was a DJ. At the yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you understand how amazing Claire was, and she was a dear, dear friend. I went to Claire's house because I was actually she was going to help me start writing a book, which I never did, but obviously. And uh, she goes, "Why did well, why are you so scared about all these people?" And she's like, "Do you understand that this is the new age?" That everybody's going to judge and look about how many people are on your Facebook page. She's like, don't block them. You got to take everybody. Everybody, because their numbers are going to be the next yeah. level of what you're doing. We had uh, Dane Cook on my show last this past Wednesday. Uh, and he was the first comic to embrace MySpace. And he yeah. the reason why he got a his first album deal was he went into a, 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 rec, a record studio and opened up a computer and just logged into MySpace and all the friend all the friend messages started popping up popping up and right they crashed his computer. And so he got a record deal because of that because he embraced social media. And now, Roy, I know you're an expert on this. <laughs> no, but no, no, I, you have, to you, 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 I have to just say this. Okay, Steve's never understood how powerful the internet is. And here's a good little story. We're walking into a show in the Javits Center one time, and his friend, oh, I won't mention her name, is filming him, and she goes, "So what do you think of Howard now?" Now we had just been at the bar and we were cranking him down. So he's going, "Yeah, he's not like he used to be. I mean, it's a, you know now it's all these A-list celebrities and blah blah. blah. Let's bash in the fucking show." So. He said it. I didn't say it. So we walk in. The next day, she puts it up, and Radar Online picks it up and runs with it. So I go, oh, my God. So he comes in in the morning. I go, Radar Online took that story. And he goes, well, how many people look at that? I go, I don't know, like 8 million a day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was like Periscope. Made you persona non grata yeah. over at the fucking Did that anything get back to you from Howard for that? No, I, I'm banned from the show because of that. <laughs> because of that. Oh, because wow. of that. Yeah. yeah, you're banned from a few places for talking. Like <laughs> yeah, well, I am about to be banned from a few more. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I, I don't know how to. I I just try to be a good person. Yet people hate me. <laughs> Sometimes you're too honest when you shouldn't be. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Especially when the yeah. camera's pointing at you. Yeah. And then you see the little red light blinking. Yeah. Don't got, be so I, honest. Diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> no, he, he walks away and goes, "I don't think I should have." <laughs> The next day, he said, "Welcome that. to five-year-old Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's start a little bit about gripes and grimes. Part of my show is I like to do at the end of the show is like everybody's got gripes, everybody's got grimes. Uh, so, uh, Roy, what's your latest gripes and grime? What's your what's your thing? Uh, yeah, I guess this whole political correctness. I mean, I got in a little bit of trouble saying something that was correct, but while it was unfolding, uh, I." 
did get bashed a little bit, and I thought, man, I really got to who fuck. bash you? I'll fuck uh, him up. Somebody I don't want to mention her, but and actually, and I really like her, but she just you know she she turned the mirror on my face and said, see, this is what's wrong with America. People are you know tried in the court of public opinion, and uh, this is why people you know uh, that are innocent are you know. And it turns out this motherfucker was as guilty as you know, the day is long. So, but but it could have went the other way, I guess. I mean, but you know, I'm pretty mathematical. I'm pretty pragmatic in my thinking. So, I said, no, this fucking guy is this is yeah. complete bullshit. But so that's a gripe. The gripe is that you really. I learned again, not that I need to learn this lesson again, that you're always being watched. You're, oh, you know, I go on my computer and I say, oh, maybe, uh, what's this place? Wayfair. I've never been there in my life. And I said, oh, let me look for, uh, you know, lawn furniture. I like that you're really committing to the role. Yeah, you know, no one can see. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm practicing for when he gets cameras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it should be soon, by the way. <laughs> and the, then, the, the table's actually here. We're going to be on the camera. The table is here. The table, our yeah. new, our, our new, our new uh, <laughs> table. Uh, so we're going to be able to be on camera as and the green screen's going to be set up. So uh, Suddenly the viewership goes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they, when, when they look at my face, uh, 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 I might have, have 3,000 people listening to me right now. That, that, this is what I'm listening to? I didn't picture him looking oh, like that. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Uh, my face hit the wall. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so that, that's your gripes and grime. You're, you're, you're done with the, the PC bullshit. Yes. Well. Uh, Ralphie boy? Jews. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many of them. Now, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> that's weird. They so, own everything. <laughs> this is going to sound... Uh, politically correct but it's more that it's just true like i really don't let outside opinion affect me too much like i try to i almost got fired for a few jobs for jokes that i made online and my answer to every one of those people that were going to fire me is like if you're going to allow this select few of people dictate who can say what and who can do what on this job or whatever, why don't we take it to the next level? Let's just do all people who agree with the same thing. And while we're at it, how about just white people? How about just Jews? Like, it, there's no way, it just gets worse and worse. I just had to always think about, remember where shit's coming from? And I guarantee you, the people that are talking shit about you, right? no one's talking about them. I, so but, I just kind of wash my hands of all of it. I think it, that is a good uh, thought, unless in, in a, a wave of people. True, come but at then you. also, like, then, with the same then, respect, then then don't get on social media. Like if you, I hear all the time people telling me, "Oh, you have an Alexa, you know the fucking Alexa listens to everything you say," or "Oh, you're on Twitter, you know they always check all your." Um, your past history, then just don't go on social media if you're yeah. that. It's almost it. impossible at this point not. Not to go really. On. I think you could still. Uh, go to your local store and shop. You know, I mean, why not? But wait, 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 to to not have this phone, the, you know, like the, you know, I, I still have a couple people. Like my dad's got a flip phone. Yeah. Uh, but my friend, the actor, who's been on the show who just won a SAG award, Brian Tarantino. He he still has a flip phone. He refuses to turn over. And yeah, okay, we didn't have this, right? But either we, we had beepers, and that was a huge. Technology. Either embrace it and shut the fuck up. Or don't do it. And that's just, you know, you you have to take the good with the bad. If you're stupid enough to think that Facebook is free just because they're nice people, then you're an idiot. Yeah. They're going to do something with your information. And for me, I don't do anything in my personal life that I wouldn't want to come out in public. Yeah. So I just don't fucking care. Do all the research you want on me. It's not going to bother yeah, me. I, I just find it f fascinating. I was just telling that story where I was on the computer and I'm looking for something on my computer on Google. 
And then I go on my phone and, and I get go on an Facebook and I'm starting to of get bombarded. And I'm like, yeah. wow, is it but really that fucking it's connected? that quick. I talk about is- cat food. All of a sudden, I got cat food fucking advertisements. <laughs> Where the problem is going to lie, which is already happening, let's say your friend has cancer and you decide to search lung cancer, then you're going to get flagged on your ins- on insurance that this person is really? a candidate that might have lung cancer. That's when it gets scary. You wow. know, but I, again, I, I didn't even think of that, that that's level already but, happening where there is uh, based on your search history, Google sells your search history to anyone willing to buy it. And then that's why you log into your Google account now. Yeah. So they can track everything. And then again, then don't fucking do it. You know, like it's you, you're getting all these great things that has made life easier. Look at what you're doing right now. You're starting a podcast. You're reaching thousands of people. Well, the, the, the I hope so. <laughs> I'm just being nice. You're, you're reaching <laughs> 17 people, Three people including I, your mom. Yeah. yeah. No, mom, mom, mom's not. I gave the speech to mom. She's not allowed to listen including to the show. Including the seven of us in this <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about yeah. that. But you're like, I look at like all the stuff. Like I'm very tech savvy. We were talking about computers before. I was wanted by the FBI for computer hacking when I was 14. They came to my house. Like I, I know computers better than everyone in this room. Hands down. I know I do. I build all, every single one of my computers. I know it better than anybody. But I'm aware of all the shit that can be done to you. But I'm fine with it because I like the. I take the positives over the negatives. Yeah, but, like, but, you know, but deal with it because you. If you don't know and you do it, that's when you get fucked. Right. Of course. But that's yeah. the same reason. All these dumb people have voices too. That's the problem. Is that we give all of that too much validation? That's yeah. what it is. You right, read but, uh, American but, Kingpin? No. You should read that book. Wow, it's amazing. I don't know how to read. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's well, in jail. He'll yeah, yeah, no, well, first of all, he didn't, I don't, I don't he didn't, read. He didn't read I don't the read. book anyway. He has the fucking I uh, have book this on thing <laughs> yeah. that they track me how many books <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. and they talk to me. They tell me the book. <laughs> so, Mike, do you have a gripe, gripe or grime? What's up? Well, there are a lot of gripes and grimes. The list is really long, but I think one of the biggest grimes and gripes I have right now has to do with you know this wall and politics and the, the definitely the the uh, differences and uh, affections of each political. Uh, venue wall no wall but, say again wall or no wall definitely a wall hmm. yeah something definitely some deterrent there, there has to be something that uh protects the security of american people the and chinese s- did it didn't seem to work out well too the chinese did <laughs> it but you don't know if it worked out or well because nobody's come back to complain like seeing the house and they did that in uh what was that other country over there <laughs> what's his name uh the uh the powerful guy that uh, Trump we, likes uh, a rocket man rocket man there you go. Mm. You know, what about but, the, the one? There was wall in Germany. Uh, well, the wall kept in, out all those fucking communists. That was a little bit of a different kind of a thing. I mean, you know, there's been walls all over the world. Yeah, but and, what about the fact that most of the uh, illegal immigrants that come in come in through legal paths? Well, if they come in through legal paths and yet it's not processed properly and they're still classified as illegal, that's a whole other. Here's what one of the things that burns my ass, and then maybe this is my gripe and grime. Okay. If I go to you, Ralph, and I steal your wallet, mm-hmm. what's that? It's it's illegal, right? I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If I stab Roy in the face, that's wow. illegal. That's illegal. Yeah. Okay. There's rules. There's rules, and there's that's illegal. Okay. So okay. So now you're supposed to come into this country on a process, and if you don't, it's illegal. I don't think anyone. Are, are there people that are arguing that that's not? No, but but here's the thing. 
It's illegal to fucking stab Roy in the face. It's illegal to take your wallet. But if they come in and they're not processed and it's illegal, why is everybody okay, not okay with that? I don't think that's the argument. No, but they're like, look, just, look, look, there's immigrants. You come in the right way. It's legal. That's that. Yeah, no, that's, I don't think that that has ever been the argument. The argument is how are we deterring illegal immigrants? The weird thing is that we are at a 20-year low for illegal for illegal immigrants to come in. And I think by the highest standards, it's uh, 300,000 uh, illegal immigrants that came in this year. Uh, is that three? I think it's, and there's something like 300 million people that live in America. So it's 0.01% on the high level that's actually coming in, which is a very insignificant I, number. I, I, what I worry about is not the fact that if you're a good person and you're coming in here and you want to start a good life and you're trying – and I've – had I known a ton of illegal like illegal people that were here, and they were, were good people. If you're a good person, you should have a chance. But it's the people that want to destroy yeah, and then, hurt so us then you hear that the thing. scares me. You've just created a very murky area because now you're saying by some sort of arbitrary uh, acumen, if you're a good person, what the fuck does that mean? You know that you're starting to get crazy. So I think that the logical thing is yes, we should have the right way to come in, and then the people that come in illegally, unless it's for asylum, which is a, if it's legally proven to asylum, you can stay. Yeah. And, and then the things that are weird is that most of the illegal immigrants come in not worrying about a wall. They take a plane or they take a car, and then they just overstay their visa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The amount of people that are coming actually through the wall in the southern border are minimal. It's Even in El Paso, Texas, they say that it's not a real problem here. Well, that's another issue that annoys me, too, because you have a lot of these states that are breaking off and calling themselves sanctuary states, and yet they want to uh, disassociate themselves from the other 50 states. How do you deal with something like yeah, that? That's crazy. Then, I mean, it's called a civil I think war. Just like, uh, like, it is. It, it, just, it makes absolutely no sense. That makes no... Just like right now, it's legal to smoke pot in about, I think it's 15 states recreationally, and maybe another five or six more that are just doing it for medicinal, and yet federally, it is illegal. But they're just choosing not to to make those laws, enforce those laws. So it's bizarre. I have a question. Why do we have uh, special dispensation things for Indians, uh, Native American Indians, like casinos and things like that in our country? But yet we invaded Mexico and took their fucking country from them and put a barrier that was called the Rio Grande River up there. And those people, we don't make any dispensation for it. We just go, fuck you, get out of our country. So, because I mean, if you if you have if you have cities like Santa Fe, one Santa had a war and the other one didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that, that you know what? There, there's your answer, really. The, no, <laughs> the, the Indians didn't have a war with us. No, Are you no, fucking we, kidding me? No, they we just raped white we people. Just raped them. Yeah, we, it was an we did exactly what yeah. we did to everything in this yeah, country. No, we raped, pillaged, and plundered to the next ocean. Yeah. Said, "Fuck you, this is ours." Well, but the, we do make those concessions. No, but Arizona, we, we did buy the Louisiana Purchase was done the proper way. Yeah, we bought it from who? The, the fucking the Mexicans French. were there. The Spanish were <laughs> the, there. The Ralph's people. <laughs> the whole upper right hand corner of uh, Arizona is Indian reservation. The whole like one quarter of that state is Indian reservation and we say oh well, you go in there you're really not in the united states and who do we buy alaska from we, uh, i don't remember seeing uh, the, 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 fr the frozen mexicans <laughs> oh no the, you, there is a check <laughs> there was a check <laughs> yeah it's at the yeah. uh, a smaller uh, check yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> check this out oh, i'm right. taking your fucking well, well, land well, check, check, <laughs> check this out uh we had a wonderful uh awesome uh aftershock program uh i want to thank everybody for being here and i most 
mostly want to thank my sponsors for having the balls and the faith and the love to commit to this show and the belief that I can pull this off, which I am doing. Which and I next time you get me all fucked up like that, I'm not fucking sponsoring this <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> Wait a minute. He got you fucked up, too? You're not drinking. What are you talking about? No, I want to thank everybody that's been here, everybody that's uh, a part of the show. First, I want to thank Pro Media for providing this amazing professional studio. Uh, they're nothing but the best. They're so warm. They're so easy to work with. Uh, my Max, my engineer, who's amazing. You have people like that working for you. It's it's so easy to produce content like I'm doing right now because of this place. I want to thank Worst China Beer, which I'm drinking right now. Thank you for converting me from vodka to beer because it's so much easier in the hangover. The Pilsner is amazing. They uh, dropped it off today. I'm drinking it as we speak during the show. They're going to be giving away some stuff in future shows. I got Roy McDonald from Bright Shot, who is also a sponsor. Yes. Uh, the, the the best LED light in the company. Why don't you do That's why pre- I was late. Because yeah. I was, uh, there's a new show called The Code, which you'll see, and I was trying to get on it. The- DP was there and kept me way too long, but okay. Hey. So, well, but, but I I can do it, but you do it because you invented it. It's your light. You do your commercial. Okay, we have four different kinds of lights. One changes any color, any color temperature, and has built-in special effects like police lights, fire, lightning, and you know a, a ton of them. Uh, the other <laughs> one is just uh, tungsten. The other one's daylight, and the other one's a, a bicolor, and that has effects in it as well. And we started about five years ago. We got our first show. What was our first show, Steve? Uh, that was Blue Bloods. Blue baby. Bloods, right? Joe Esperamonte. Yeah. <laughs> this season or last season? No, this was five years ago. Oh, um, we're, but no, we're still on it this season. Yeah, they, they rent. Yeah, they no, they, just rent it. Yeah, like, anytime you go on, you watch Blue Bloods and you see police lights in the background. That's bright shot. My wife is a fan of that show, and I'm still waiting to get on. Yeah, well, that, I think you were supposed to get on. Uh, yeah, 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 I had a book. <laughs> oh, don't go time. there, man. <laughs> oh no, I can't. My friend Jennifer was on a whole season. Uh, Jennifer Esposito. Oh yeah, yeah she's no, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah, she has season. a bakery, doesn't she? Yeah, well, she the bakery closed, but she moved oh, out. Oh, I didn't she know. She has now a... That was controversial. You want to talk about that? But, <laughs> but she left? Yeah. Yeah, it was very controversial. Yeah, yeah. It was very weird because she got uh, diagnosed with celiac disease. Yeah. And they didn't want to acknowledge that she was having medical issues because at the time, celiac wasn't very well established. Right. And they just thought she was being a Miss Complainy Pants actress. Oh. But she had an actual problem. Okay. And though they, they told her to leave the show. Uh, that's a lawsuit, no? Uh, well, yeah, it was, yeah. uh, her contract was, was, you know, unfortunately not a great contract yeah, for her. Yeah, well, SAG, worse. Yeah. Uh, worse she's for working, it. though, now. She's gotten something else. I she's done a lot of things. She was yeah. on NCIS last year. She's done movies. She does, you know, she yeah. has not any problems working with yeah. you. But, yeah, that's good. good yeah, so I want to also talk about uh, it's time to do your taxes, people. Uh, I don't, don't go to H&R Block. Don't go to those big commercial places. You want to go to F-Sharp Tax Management Group, and you want to get Richard Prinzi to do your taxes. I am telling you, the guy saved my life. It's all legal. There's no bullshit. The guy is the fucking best. And I hate to see, I got to say, Jackie Martling told me to stop saying fuck and he's right. <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's fucking Jackie tonight? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, and by the way, John Popper was supposed to be a surprise guest today. Oh, what happened? He, uh, well, he's getting his taxes done. <laughs> and it's not by Shab <laughs> Shop Tax Management Group, which is stupid. Uh, anybody in the team of business, they, they specialize in people that are in the entertainment business. Uh, they, they obviously they can do whatever they they will do anybody. But if you're in the entertainment business, they're basically uh, that's their specialty. But you know, I I can't say enough about how great F Sharp Tax Management Group is. 
They will get you money back. They will look out for you. They are pit bulls when it comes to getting your taxes done. Uh, I, I don't have them this week, but they're going to be giving giveaways. We're going to have F-Sharp Tax shirts and hats that I, we can give away. And Where are they getting them made? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Over by Ralph. Uh, Roy, oh, oh, Roy. Uh, I got to get your information. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Bright Shot is also uh, what you wear shirts and hats. Where can they get them? That's right. Now, if you go onto the Bright Shot Facebook page and you write, hey, Noah, give me a fucking shirt. Uh, Steve Grillo says, give me a fucking shirt. We'll send you one. Yes. So, uh, but put your size in because some people are. Uh, yeah. Well, didn't you say you, you more got room someone that was like like four, quadruple X or something? Yeah, yeah. some guy wanted a four X. I go, dude, it's, uh, I'll put it's, I'll put bright shot on a fucking pool cover. It's, it's called a quilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's easy to give you a life. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, then we got the DCL uh, the DCL uh, firm. They're, they're a bunch of attorneys and uh, business accountants that have your back. They are business guys that look out for your money. And it they doesn't will, sound like you're reading it. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, no, because it, it's a very intricate uh, system that these guys have at the DCL firm. Uh, they, they're an attorney advisory group that uh, will, uh, they're on your side. You can check them out at dominate. What kind av- of what attorneys are they? Dominateyouradversary.com or DCL. Uh, what the hell Dominateyouradversary.com? Is that really yeah, what it is? Yeah, that, that, yeah. Oh, it's a title the title of his well. James but, the lawyer, dominateyouradversary.com. Yeah. These guys Dominate are dominateyouradversary.com. <laughs> yeah, write that down five times fast. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they, uh, the DCL firm, they, they they will have your back if you're in a business a business dispute. You you want the DCL firm on your back? Well, I'll vouch for that because DCL is taking care of some high profile uh, situations for me, and they've actually stood up to the plate and handled it very well. Well, so. they, that, th- there's nothing better than testimonial from Mike C. Yeah, there you All go. Right, and I want to thank Mike C. Uh, you have anything to plug? No, I think I'm pretty much done. I don't need to plug anything. I've plugged as much as I think I'm You want to tell a joke on the way out? Oh, let's see. Oh, I'll give you one last joke. Okay, that? one last joke from Mike C. Let's go. Guy wakes up in the morning and he looks in the mirror and he sees this little pimple growing on the front of his forehead. And he pays no mind to it. You know, he figures it's, it'll go away on its own. He wakes up the next morning and he realizes that this pimple is getting quite larger. So instead of taking any chances, he decides he's going to go see a dermatologist. Goes to the dermatologist. The dermatologist looks at it. He says, well, it's probably nothing, but let's take a biopsy and make sure. I'll call you if there's anything. Well, the guy gets back to his office. Two hours later, he gets a call from the dermatologist. Come in. I need to talk to you right away. So the dermatologist, he goes into the office. He says, look, don't pull no punches. Tell me straightforward what's going on. So the dermatologist says, well, you know, we took the biopsy. It came back positive. It's a genetic defect, and it's actually a penis that's growing out of your forehead. <laughs> and the guy says, a penis? What do you mean a penis? He says, well, it happens in one in 10 million people, but unfortunately you haven't. So the guy says, well, can you remove it? Can you take it out? Well, the dermatologist says, no, we really can't because the roots have already embedded themselves in your front of your brain, and if we take it out, you're going to be a vegetable. <laughs> Dickhead. And the guy says... <laughs> Guy says, you got to be kidding me. He says, you mean to tell me for the rest of my life I'm going to be looking in the mirror and I'm going to see this huge dick sticking out of my head? And the doctor says, no, you're never going to notice it's even there. You won't even see it. Guy goes, how the fuck do you figure that? He says, because the balls are going to be so fucking big, they'll be covering your fucking eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the way to end an Aftershock XL program. Uh, uh, Ralph? Please, I want you to plug your amazing sure. uh, follow, everything. Follow me everywhere at I am Ralph Sutton. My show everywhere at the SDR Show, and my network everywhere at Gas Digital. 
I've been nice. uh, I've been a guest on his show, and I'm telling you, these guys are the best. I strive to to get to their level. Um, uh, that's why I'm here at Pro Media. I hope to be like coupled in with you guys at some point, or whatever we can do to help each other out. But Ralph Sutton and uh, the SDR show is amazing, and I just want to say thank you, thank privilege you. and honor for you to be here on my show. Thank you, sir. And uh, Roy. Yes, I have a new website called 12 Little Kids in My Van. And, uh, <laughs> Free hugs. I hope you'll all uh, go there. <laughs> Do you sell ice cream? <laughs> yeah. No, it gives it away. It yeah, yeah, away. yeah. <laughs> free Snickers bars for the first three kids to get in the van. Oh, got to be careful with that, yeah, right? Next thing you know, I'm going to be fucking getting, you oh, know. Yeah, you're on the front cover. Yeah, exactly. Right, Ralph, yeah. Uh, plug Brightshot and the free shirts and stuff. Yes, yeah, so, uh, Brightshot.com, B-R-I-T. T E S H O T. If you want uh, great lighting and you want to uh, spend less money and use less electricity, just go on to brightshot.com. And don't forget, go to the Facebook page and say, Noah, Steve Grillo says, give me a fucking shirt and we'll send you one. Yeah, just yeah. put your size in, though. And hey, if you're a wo- lady, put, put, put that. And you apparently, you need shirt. 12 for the children in your van as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they already have them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the back of the shirt says, light them up. And yeah. You can imagine what that I already <laughs> sent that a text asking for 100 shirts. Uh, so. I, I'm Steve Grillo. You can follow me at Instagram on Grillo Vader. Uh, at, at Twitter, I'm Steve Gorilla, as in the monkey. And uh, I got to say, thank you, guys. This is a great show. I had a lot of fun today. I appreciate everything. I want to thank all my sponsors, everybody, Pro Media, Munger Music, uh, all the music provided here is uh, done by MungerMusic.com. If you need uh, music or anything like that, uh, you want to talk to Chris Munger about that. All right, I want to thank my uh, executive producer, Bobby Zoo, for doing an amazing job getting this whole thing together and keeping me in line. Thank you very much, Bobby. And that's it. I'm out. Peace. 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 There you go.